Blog Talk Radio. Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. 
You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it freshly okay. roasted. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Balance. My name is Don Marquez El Presidente, uh, and we're about to kick things off here with Rick Riggin and Aunt Andrew Williams, our brand new segment. Uh, and then we're, before we get into our so just to kind of give you a flow again of the events of today, uh, we're starting a brand new segment uh, called the AEW. It's our wrestling segment, and it'll be led by Rick Riggin and Andrew Williams, and then uh, we've got our college football, normal college football segment that Rick Riggin will be joining with us. And then Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast joins us, talks NBA with us, what's going on this week in the NBA. And I'm going to carry the torch this week for the uh, NFL. So joining us now, without further ado, Mr. Rick Riggin. Rick, do you have your uh, Black Rifle coffee? Oh, no, it's Monster for you, isn't it, right? (laughs) Rick, can you hear me? Andrew, can you hear me? I got you. I got you. Rick, uh, we see you there, but we can't hear you. Earth to Rick. Hell of a way to start this brand new segment. (laughs) Rick, Rick, can you hear me? Can you hear me now, Rick? Rick, can you hear me? <clears throat> we're getting back. We're getting back here. Maybe we're having some uh, difficulties with his line. Um, he says he hears us. So, well, so we'll, we'll just go ahead and we'll, we'll we'll kick things off here as soon as we get Rick back on the line. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll go. So, talk to me a little bit about AEW. You and I were talking a little bit before the show about how that's different than the WWE. So let's go ahead and we'll go into that, and we should be getting Rick back any second, and when we do, we'll jump right to him. But go right ahead. So what's interesting about AEW, other than WWE, is AEW was started by professional wrestlers. It's a wrestler-run organization. Uh, The president of AEW is Tony Khan, who's – dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Mm -hmm. what's interesting about that is there's almost unlimited money for these guys to take on Vince McMahon and the Goliath of WWE. I hear you. Do you hear me? I do. I don't know. There there must have been some sort of malfunction there. The board showed that your line was lit up like a Christmas tree, but we weren't hearing it. So, I'm going to let uh, Andrew finish his thought real quick there, and then we're going to uh, jump back into it. We're going to turn it over to you. 
Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to talk about Black Rifle Coffee and your monster, but we ran out of time for that. So, uh, uh, Andrew, just go ahead and finish what you were saying there. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to make sure we knew we had No, that. no. Go ahead. It's just interesting. AEW is awesome because it's started and run by professional wrestlers. They keep the fans what the fans want in mind and uh, pretty much unlimited money to hire everybody they want from uh, the Khan family and uh, a billionaire. So we have a billionaire against a billionaire again, just like the 90s with the Monday Night Wars, WWE, WCW. It's a really exciting time to start watching the greatest fake sport in the world. The greatest thing. <laughs> You're the first wrestling fan that I ever uh, that I ever talked to that actually can admit that it was fake. Rick. Rick Regan, uh, you're going to be taking the lead of this AE, weekly AEW segment. So we're going to turn it on over to you now, sir. Can you still hear me? We can still hear you. You're good. Sounds like you're dying, but oh, we can good. hear you. No. <laughs> Sounds like I'm dying. <laughs> you might be right. Uh, yeah, a strong start to this segment. Uh, I couldn't ask for a better way for this to go. Uh, but I, I will say, as I live and breathe, Andrew, MF, and Williams on the balance, man. How you doing? <laughs> All right, how are you? Good, man. Hey, uh, the only way to kick this thing off is with your boy, MJF. All right. And I want to, like, greatest maybe go. heel ever. Right. <laughs> I'm, I, I might go a little bit long-winded on this thought, but I think you know where I'm heading with it. Uh, but afterwards, man, you can just uh, tell me, like, how on track or off track that I am. You can set it straight because that's why you're here. Uh, okay. So, full gear, you know, he he wins with just the headlock takeover, right? And uh, we could talk yeah. about – I don't really want to talk about the match at full gear. I want to talk about after full gear uh, this past Wednesday okay. on Dynamite because we're going to see the beginning of the – CM Punk MJF feud, right? That's what it looks like. So that's kind of my problem with this whole thing so far. Uh, if you go back to the CM Punk Darby Allen match where CM Punk beats yeah. Darby Allen, Darby Allen then loses to uh, lost train of thought here. Uh, he loses to uh, MJF. You know, now we're talking MJF. Right. So that's two straight big match losses for Darby Allen. All right. CM Punk, you know, the same thing happened with Team Taz. Uh, they were rolling Team Taz out like they were like the Nexus from like 10 years ago, WWE, right? And uh, he has this little thing with Powerhouse Hobbs and just all that, and then they don't roll out Team Taz that same way anymore. And I feel like this may happen with Eddie Kingston after his match with CM Punk. It's like everything CM Punk has touched so far has like their, their character, their whatever, has just gone in limbo, like some kind of uh, wrestling purgatory. Uh, now we're going to see this with MJF. Do you see this happening with MJF now? Because are they just writing CM Punk to beat all the young talent? He's supposed to be there to push the young guys. But are they just going to script him to, to win this match against MJF, and now we're just going to see MJF go into limbo? I think with MJF, first of all, we have to at least acknowledge – the greatest wrestling match of 2021 with MJF and Darby Allen. If anybody gets a shot to check that out, it's the perfect Southern wrestling match. And uh, even if you don't like wrestling, I feel like, and I use my wife as an example, 
she was entertained by this and she does not care one bit about pro wrestling. <laughs> but when it comes to CM Punk, they brought him in. Let's be real about it. They're trying to get that ratings bump with CM Punk. Everybody's been waiting seven years to see CM Punk. It was awesome that Chicago Stadium was on fire. And he kind of laid it out in that, in that uh, promo that he wanted to wrestle younger guys and put them over. So I see what you're saying, Rick. I had never even thought about it that way. Uh, I think Eddie Kingston's going to be fine. I think Eddie Kingston is AEW Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, as like a pe- he's kind of like I the agree. people's champion of AEW. Yeah, I think he's going yeah, to be I, just I feel fine. like uh, I, I feel like that John Moxley's going to be out because you know he he's getting the rehabilitated and everything. Uh, they could yeah. maybe use Eddie Kingston to, to fill that John Moxley role a bit, but now the, I don't yeah. know if that can happen because he lost to CM Punk. It's like everything CM and I love the fact that CM Punk's in AEW, but everything so, so far that he's touched has just gone in the limbo. So right. Andrew or Rick, whoever wants to answer this question, CM Punk uh, is obviously a big name in wrestling. Uh, he he had, they made a big announcement about him having uh, an opponent of QT and Marshall. Who is yeah. for the for the new guys? Let's say for the new guys, okay. Okay. The, the, the novice guy who's just flipping channels and say, oh, okay. Haven't watched wrestling for a while. They're making a big to do about CM Punk. What makes him who he is, and what is this big? Why is this such a big announcement that he'll be up against QT Marshall slated for the twenty fourth? So they're in Chicago. So yeah. CM Punk wrestles yep. in Chicago. It's like. It's and that's like, the uh, yeah, uh, QT Marshall is nobody. He's he's nobody. Right. They'll, he's just be, fodder. He's just a yeah a, a filler match basically. Mm-hmm. In fact, I could this is all about CM Punk being it. in Chicago. Gotcha. It's going to be CM Punk in Chicago. The place will go nuts. He's like God in Chicago. And what's going to happen is this, they'll have this match. They'll wrestle for about five minutes, and then MJF will do something. Right. Setting up a further of the further program with CM Punk and MJF, and gotcha. MJF's mic skills, CM Punk's mic skills, this will be super entertaining for sure. And MJF I hope they for, build you know, this. I hope they build this for you know longer than what they do because that Darby Allen MJF build for only for what two or three weeks, you know, and then yeah. they had the big scrum in the audience, which is great, and then. MJF coming out talking about how them two are two of the pillars, right? Which is correct. Right. Uh, but that we only have like three weeks of build up. I hope with uh, you know AEW only having four pay per views a year. I know they do these big time events on live TV too. I hope we get some sort of build up here because yeah, you're right. Both of them on the microphone is going to be great. But I hope they get great writing, and I hope this uh, this build lasts for a while. Well, when it comes to MJF, I think he's bulletproof when it. I don't think a, a loss to Punk for MJF is a bad thing because he can say – so MJF, if you look at his record, I, I think they have him listed as having two losses or two to four losses, something like that. Yeah, and you're probably right because he lost to Jericho, you know, the trials of Jericho, so, and he's full yeah. of review. That didn't bother him whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, he's such a weaselly heel that it'll come up some way he got screwed. And then 
I think MJF could be the guy that gives Punk his first loss. I, I, they love him, and hey, that'd and, be great. Uh, Fine with me. That'd be awesome. <laughs> they have uh, AEW has a record of long-term storytelling with uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega. That was a two-year story. So, who knows what they're getting ready to give us with these two? Yeah. Hey, Andrew, you said you got breaking news, buddy. You want to go ahead and break this news? Breaking news. Oh, wait a minute. Breaking, breaking news. news. Yeah, oh, breaking. breaking news. Breaking news. Hi, go ahead. So, <laughs> the WWE, this is probably the only WWE news we'll talk about this week because if anything remotely interesting was happening, we'd talk about it. But uh, there's three or four guys whose contracts are coming up, and they will be huge additions to AEW. Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. And all four of those guys have ties to AEW. They're friends with all of the top wrestlers in AEW. And I can't wait for it to happen. There will be a CM Punk-style pop. If Kevin Owens walks out walks out of an AEW tunnel, I will tell you. Somehow, the way CM Punk did it in Chicago, how loud that pop was. Kevin Owens, if they have a show in Canada, that's how they need to bring him out. Montreal, live dynamite in Montreal in February. If they do that, yeah, we're getting Kevin Owens. Yeah, we're getting Kevin Owens. <laughs> hey, Kevin Owens, he big should be deal. thrown He's right in yeah, he's a multiple-time yeah, WWE, multiple-time WWE heavyweight champion. He's beat John Cena. He's beat all the guys there. He headbutted Vince McMahon for God's sakes and made him bleed. So yeah, that that'll be huge, huge. Who, and then the who other do you guys, think be the perfect like guy to start off with against Kevin Owens in AEW? Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Ed, That's a great call. Eddie dude. Kingston cutting a yeah. promo talking about. Yep. How there's nobody tougher than him and AEW and blah, 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 blah. And here comes Kevin Steen. Kill, yep. kill Steen, kill, <laughs> as he used to have in, AEW, in uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. That's super Perfect exciting. Call. Hey, so uh, I guess we'll switch gears a bit here. We'll talk about the new uh, heavyweight champion, uh, Adam Hangman Page, uh, and now his feud with uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, do you think – now, this is where AEW is great at. Uh, I don't know if I have a problem with this yet because uh, I don't know if uh, Hangman Page has uh, earned the street cred just quite yet to have, like, a, a long championship run. I mean, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a Kenny Omega guy. I think Kenny Omega is the best wrestler uh, in the world. Uh, I don't think uh, Hangman is quite on that level, but the whole reason for the title change is that Kenny, Kenny Omega needs, what, two shoulder surgeries? Uh, yeah. He's still going to be AEW in some capacity, just not competing uh, for a while, I hear, which I think really sucks bad But because uh, I, I love Kenny Omega. But do you think uh, Hangman, they, they can uh, – Omega was champion for 300, 346 days. Do you think Hangman could go yeah. on a run like that? I don't know. Uh, I love Hangman. I think he's great. Um the crowd seems to be with them with the cowboy shiznit chants that they have, yeah. you know, 
Yep. And uh, <laughs> uh, what I like about this, I think they're going to draw this out a lot with uh, Danielson. We got to make sure we don't say Bri- uh, Daniel uh, Bryan. Daniel it's Bryan. so hard. We gotta say, That's like saying yeah, San Diego Chargers, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're going to draw this out because – with the Dark Order thing, he said he's going to go through every member of the Dark Order and kick their head in. Well, there's like a hundred members of the Dark Order. Yeah. So there's, there's. I'm really excited for Friday night in uh, Colt Cabana. Wednesday was it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday with Colt Cabana. I think he's it's a Chicago Wednesday, yeah. guy. He's a Chicago guy. That'll be huge. He's if CM Punk's God, Colt Cabana's Jesus in Chicago. So. Oh wow! I didn't realize it was like that. that. Yeah, they used to be best friends. It's a whole we could do a whole show about that situation itself, but uh we don't have time to get into that right now. Uh Danielson and Hangman I think is a mismatch cuz Danielson's such a good mat wrestler and has that yeah. MMA kind of style and Hangman's your prototypical pro wrestler. He's a if he was in 1986 in uh, NWA, he would be right there with the four horses. Yeah, right there. He'd be up there, a headlock in the Harley race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be right there with all those guys. Uh, yeah. So I think they're going to draw it out for a while. Well, good. I, I mean, I, speaking he, of Hangman, we could just transition right into uh, that that elite. Uh, you can go ahead and do your thought though. Finish your thought. I don't think Danielson needs the title right now. Right. So I think Hangman needs it and to kind of get him bigger. And, yeah, I think uh, you're right. Danielson, he doesn't build need him push. up. Right. Yeah. Danielson's over no matter what. He's, he's the man, him and Punk and Adam Cole. These guys are bulletproof at this point <laughs> in that company. Right. I, I tell you, he's a push, though, is the Young Bucks, because I thought they were like the greatest talented tag team uh, when they were the champion anyway. And uh, since they lost the belt these past couple of months, uh, they just stand in front of the, the camera and their promos aren't real good. I mean, they don't really go down and wrestle. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing with the, the Young Bucks right now. I know. I think I know what they're doing. So they brought in Bobby Fish, who yeah. – uh, was a member of the uh, group with Adam Cole and WWE. And yep. one of the guys we just said earlier, Kyle O'Reilly, his contract's up soon, was also a member of that group. I feel like they're going to wait this out. This is the long-term storytelling AEW does. Wait this out, wait for Kyle O'Reilly to show up, and then there's going to be a Undisputed Era elite feud. Between you know who gets I Adam Cole caught some of that last night by you know Christian coming down with the chair and then leaving uh, Bobby Fish in the yeah. ring and I think there's going to be a split but you might be right there might be waiting on the guy to come in and blow the whole thing up yeah they'll build the split and build it and build it because they got to wait a couple months and then I think those guys have like a 90 day non compete thing in their contract mm-hmm. where they can't show up on a different show so. It'll be a long-term thing, but I think that's where we're headed. I'm not like you. I'm not a big Bucks fan. I'm not – I'm an FTR guy. I like that old-school Art Anderson, Tully, Blanchard-type tag team. And the Bucks for me, it's just – 
leg slap after leg slap after leg slap. And they, I'm with Jim Cornette. Yeah, but they're high energy. <laughs> high energy. Yeah, well, you know, if, if I love if you watch that, and uh, everybody should have, you're calling the Darby Allen MJF match greatest twenty uh, twenty one match. Uh, I'm going uh, Kenny Omega uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, just oh, how high the, the energy minute that out. entire yeah. match was. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, the, I hate that I ended in a draw, but I guess it's the only way you can really do it. Uh, they just rolled that out on a Wednesday night, which is created by AEW. That is a pay-per-view match, and they just rolled it out on a Wednesday night one night. And that's the greatest match well, have, I've seen in a really long time. They had to do that for that uh, the where they had it at the uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. They they that was the first yeah. sold out. They were in New York. That's it. WWE country. They had to bring something big for that. Yep. And they did, and they delivered. Good point. And it was awesome. Good point. I think it was my recency <laughs> bias. I'm starting to change my mind on what was the best match of 2021 now, because that was that was a great match. Yeah. Yeah. That that was incredible. So, but when uh, it comes to the the Bucks, though, see their executive vice presidents of the company, they seem to. They see the Barry guys, like how you were talking about CM Punk a bit ago. FTR, I think, is the greatest tag team in the world, and it seems like any time they come up against the Bucks, they lose. (laughs) Like they're trying to hold those guys down. And uh, I would really like to see them kind of – I wouldn't mind if everybody, them, Omega, Cody – we need to talk about Cody, by the way. I wouldn't mind if they just took took a step back. Uh, if they just kind of disappeared for a little bit. Because one thing people have talked about in wrestling for a long time is that there's no off season. And I don't, I don't hate what AEW does where they take guys and they push them, push them, push them. And then they kind of disappear for a little bit because you can't yep. miss somebody if they're not, if they're not gone, you know? It, yeah. So, that's kind of what I see to do with Dar- Darby Allen right now, even though he got a, a good win last night against badass Billy Gunn. But I kind of see this in a way with Darby Allen. Like, they pushed, pushed, pushed. He was, what, the TNT champion for a while. Now I feel like yep. he's kind of disappeared a bit. By the way, Billy Gunn looks better than he's ever looked in his entire he's career. He's almost 60. He's almost 60 yeah. years old. Jesus Christ. He's a monster. Yeah. Well, my wife said, that's not Billy Gunn. I said, yeah, it is. That's Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's huge. So, Co- so Cody. Cody, right? And the worst worst neck tattoo in sports history. Worst re- neck tattoo <laughs> ever. I love Cody. Yeah. I love the Rhodes family. For anybody that doesn't know, it's Dusty Rhodes' son, uh, Gold Dust brother, Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, I think. Why is he not a heel, Rick? Why is he not? Why is he not the greatest heel? In I wrestling? thought that he was. I thought that he was a heel. I thought he, this thing they had going with Malachi Black. I thought that a uh, yellow. Malachi is kind of like a fan favorite in the way I thought that Cody Rhodes was a heel. I think what they're doing is the, the John Cena thing, where he's not a heel except to the fans. Because in that yeah. match at Full Gear, it was all heels and Cody, and all the heels got cheered and Cody got booed. Yeah. So I saw a really <laughs> cool I saw a really cool idea online where Cody says he's a good guy and everybody hates him. And then he That's says, exactly what a heel would say. <laughs> yes. But then he goes, remember yeah. the match with Jericho? He said he could he if he lost that match he would never challenge for the title again, right? 
Right. What if, yep. as an executive vice president, he's like, you know what? You guys don't like me? Screw yeah. it. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm challenging yep. Adam Page <laughs> for the title and beats Adam Page. Yeah, that he's the boss around these parts. So he can just go ahead and do it. Nuclear heat. X-Pac yeah, that's, heat, that's, that's big time heel stuff. Business. Yeah. <laughs> big that time heel stuff. would be – I mean, that's to AEW what Hogan joining the NWO was. In my right. eyes, well, that's huge. We've been talking <laughs> with Rick Riggin and Andrew Williams, uh, kicking off our brand new uh, wrestling segment uh, called All Elite. Now, let me let me guess. Let me take an intelligent guess here. Is AEW stand for All Elite Wrestling? Good job. Yes, it Good does. Job. Good job. And Man, uh, every time they have but, a, every time they have a big signing, get on social media, see who they signed. It will say, you know, such and such is all elite when they sign that guy. So, yeah, we, we had to name the show all elite. The balance has gone all elite, Tom. <laughs> hey, it's been all elite for a long time, man. And you know, you know how the segment started. <laughs> and, and, Andrew, just to give you a little bit of a background, uh, our, our, our first cousin of this show is uh, by the name of Chaos. It, it, it's bound to happen. <laughs> Something always happens yeah. on the balance, it's like without rhyme or reason. Something always happens on the balance. We've only got about one minute left, and, and Andrew, you're certainly welcome to stick around for our college football segment. But let us uh, get to know Andrew Williams. Who is Andrew Williams? Why are you such a wrestling fan? And, and uh, we'll take this time to talk with us in what other sports you like. I hear you're a football fan. His basement just, uh, is, is an action figure museum. I will say that. His basement is an action yeah. figure museum. It's awesome. I'm, I'm sitting here down. A, sitting... Did he just call you a grown-up nerd? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just telling my wife earlier, I got a new Chris Jericho figure that came with two jackets, and I'm sitting there putting these jackets on it. I'm like, holy crap, I'm playing with dolls. But I'm <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> no, great. I'm sitting down here in my basement. I've got a Batman poster to my left, a Four Horsemen poster to my right. Uh, I'm a giant uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh, okay. I could talk to you about them forever. Uh, I started watching wrestling as a kid, just like everybody else with Hogan and Warrior and all that stuff. There's something about it. It's, uh, I told somebody the other day, it's, uh, Redneck Cirque du Soleil, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's the male cool. soap opera. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will, I will give him credit. You don't have to have this argument with him. You know, this isn't real, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so, it's 2021. Hey, let's. let's <laughs> Yeah, this segment was the exact opposite of actual wrestling because this segment was unrehearsed and unscripted, and I love every piece of it. That's, that's the, that, those are the best best kind, kinds to have. Well, how can people uh, follow uh, AEW and, and watch it, and when's the best times to watch it, or, or how, how do they catch it, or should they just uh, uh, put it in their stream list and you know get to it whenever? Is this something you've got to like catch just go week to week? I mean. Uh, how can how can people watch this or or, or what have you? Every Wednesday on TNT is Dynamite. Every Friday is on TNT is Rampage, and I, they have a YouTube show too where they have some of the younger people. Uh, I think it's called yeah, AEW Dark. Their YouTube, their YouTube channel. Yeah, great, great. Yeah. So instead of saying Sunday, 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 we say Wednesday, 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 and wait, there's more. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a play on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, are you Yeah, gonna, we got it. Gonna, we get it. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, are you going to stick around for college football or are you going to bounce? I know nothing about college football. I'm going to bounce. I got a grandkid upstairs that's screaming. So uh, I probably need to go. Well, you know, you can certainly <laughs> introduce your grandkids to the dolls, and it makes everything okay that you're a grown man. They're not. He, hey, he's not allowed to touch it. He's not allowed to touch it. <laughs> we've had this All talk. right, Andrew. We've had hey, this we're, talk. we're following you on Twitter, and we've got you on our Twitter uh, page for the show. But uh, where can people find your work in Masterpieces, sir? We say that to everybody. Uh, run a will of run on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And, um I'm on Facebook, too. Okay, buddy. We appreciate you joining us, and we're looking forward to uh, future uh, conversations about AEW with you and Rick. All right. Thanks, hey, it was fun. Thanks, I'll Andrew. catch you later, Andrew. We'll see you. <laughs> my, my name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Stick around. It's about to get good. We're going to get into our official college football segment. A lot to talk about. Uh, and certainly with the college football rankings and some things that are happening there. So myself and Rick will be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. And I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me I can't believe it I've been playing 4 on 4 with a barbershop quartet Nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got me. Ow, they're right in my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they 
support good causes. Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Welcome back to The Balance. My name's Tom Mark with El Presidente. Uh, we got things kicked off with a brand new wrestling segment, our AEW segment, uh, with Andrew Williams and Rick Riggin. Rick Riggin is still sticking around here with us for college football. Uh, talk. We're going to be doing this at, at least a, a monthly. I don't know if this is going to be a weekly thing or not, and we'll let, we'll decide on that. But uh, It can be. Can be? It okay. certainly well, can we'll, be. We, we can, can pull 30 minutes out of each episode, two episodes a week. <laughs> Uh, on TNT. Okay, well, we can, so, we can certainly but we'll talk get about it. All, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll get it all figured out. But certainly, uh, a lot, a lot of fun to talk about. It was, a, it was, a, it was a fun segment. Thanks for uh, jumping on and, and, and orchestrating that with Andrew. Oh, definitely, and uh, that's exactly how it should have went. <laughs> First segment, unscripted, unrehearsed, uh, <laughs> a technical snafu at the very beginning. I mean, that is that's. We didn't even script this, and that's a wrestling script right off the bat. There, there you go. <laughs> well, let's get right into this college football rankings and college football talk. Let's let's go back though last week uh, to uh, when we we found out that Justin Fortain is out at Virginia Tech, and so kind of uh, really kind of breaking news there that that, that happened. Kind of maybe surprising. Again, they they made that decision part ways. Mutually, they say part ways. But whenever you see yeah, that, you, fired. you know the word fired. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's exactly how they should have handled it, really, as far as they were going to make that decision. We, I don't want to re- uh, regurgitate the whole uh, LSU conversation, but that's exactly how, if you're going to make that decision, you think this is the time to make that decision, then just rip the Band-Aid off and, and go on and, and, and be focused on it. You know, certainly uh, they had not ranked more higher than 12th in the APL 8 AP poll over the last six years. So, you know, certainly the coaching carousel has begun. I think everybody's eyes are on Hugh Freeze uh, to be the next Virginia Tech Hokies coach. Uh, but let's get your thoughts on the coaching carousel. Uh, uh, you know, wh- who's – I know I, there's been a lot of names talk, talk about, so let's talk about uh, Justin Fortane. How did Virginia Tech – don't know where he's going to be at right now, but more importantly – Who's going to be in at Virginia Tech as the permanent head coach? Yeah, you know, last week you mentioned why did they do this midseason. Uh, and I agree with you in a way. I think you should finish out the season also, but it's all about recruiting. If you let this stretch out, if you're going to get rid of a coach and you let this stretch out through December uh, during the, re- the recruiting period, and that coach you're going to fire mm-hmm. is actually getting uh, commitments uh, and then you fire that coach. Well, guess what's going to happen to the recruits? They're going to transfer. So it's, it's all about recruiting. It's all about the state of the program in the future is why they kind of do this midseason. Uh, it is weird how it, it does play out that way, but it, it's all about recruiting, and it's probably got something to do with whatever buyout is, is in place in our contract. Uh, fire before or after this date. You know, we owe you this much money. You know how that all plays out. So mm-hmm. uh but that is the reason why it, it 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 plays out the way it does. There's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Hugh Freeze. I think you're 100% correct. Uh, if Hugh Freeze, now he can't pass the baggage uh, check, 
in the SEC anymore. I don't think he's allowed back in the conference, at least not anytime mm-hmm. soon. But at a team like Virginia Tech, ACC, he can get to Blacksburg, Virginia and disappear for a bit. He's done a great job with Liberty right now. <clears throat> if I'm Virginia Tech, I'm hiring Hugh Freeze in a nanosecond. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about the baggage. You know, uh, go ahead and, and just uh, refresh the listeners on that baggage because I've got a comment on the back end of that that I think makes perfect sense why he shouldn't be a coach anywhere else. Go ahead. Well, uh, there, there's a lot of stuff here, uh, but I know one of the big things, and we, we'll just cover that the one big thing here is, is the escort services uh, services on the uh, mm-hmm. company credit exactly. card there at Ole Miss. So, That's uh, right. Uh, so that is uh, what's the, what's the escort services for? Is that for bringing in recruits? Is that for personal use? Uh, well, don't really know, no but that is a thing. For. So. They're, they're not yeah. they're not going to the high school dance with you. I'll put it that way. So the thing being, right? And and, and and those that don't know anything about Liberty University, it's a very Christian conservative school. Certainly wouldn't be one that you would think that athletic director Ian McCall, Ian McCall at Liberty would pick up the torch after all of that happened, and even being allowed to, to to pass. So if he could pass the, the Liberty baggage test, he should be able to pass. Virginia Yeah, you know, Tom, I, I didn't even know uh, Liberty was uh, really Christian-based, but uh, if that's the case, uh, then that's perfect for Hugh Freeze. He can go there. He can kind of, I don't know, change, change his mindset, change uh, how he does things. You know, I, I'm all for giving, like, people second chances. Uh, so we I think the, Liberty is, is, was great, and I also think that uh, him going to Virginia Tech – if he gets hired on there, he can still stay at Virginia Tech and fly under the radar a bit. We have a Liberty University alum on our team. Do you know who that is? <clears throat> Which team? Balance team? On the balance team, yeah. Uh, is that Adam? That's Adam. Adam is a proud right. alum. I remember talking about this sometime, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I yeah. see now. Cool. I see, okay. <laughs> he can't join us today. Awesome. He's got to, he, He's got some other obligations, but he certainly has uh, uh, sent over his uh, his thoughts on some college football. But let's go ahead and talk about the most recent college football rankings. There's a move up for Notre Dame, and as I said in my my GIF, so you're saying there's a chance. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, that's one of the greatest comedies of all time. Uh, You know, it doesn't get the the respect it deserves, but for me, it's a top five all-timer. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hello? Yeah, you, you cut out right there at the very okay. beginning, so just re- repeat oh, your okay. last right <laughs> I Yeah, it was all dumb and dumber, you know. Uh, it doesn't get the credit or respect that it deserves, but for me, it's a top five all-timer. Oh, yeah. All Most time. definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could go on. I was mugged by an old woman in a wheelchair, and I didn't even see it. Oh, we could go on and on with the Dumb and Dumber uh, 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 comments and stuff. But, you know, Melissa's not ever even seen Dumb and Dumber. We're going to have to change that. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're going to change that. <laughs> by, the, 
probably this weekend. I mean, come on. Yeah, we should. Here's the thing. If you want to, if you want to, how watch can a show, you produce these two clowns right here and not see Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're the Walking Dumb and Dumber ourselves. Yeah. What are you looking for their names for? It's right there on the suitcase. I'm so stupid. Samson Knight. <laughs> not a strip on the body. But yeah, uh, if you want to watch a movie that has absolutely no morals, I mean, it doesn't have morals, I guess, no meaning, no plot, or whatever, Dumb and Dumber is your movie. We'll, we'll try to try to change that. Okay, back on track. Notre Dame goes up uh, in the ranks. Uh, what that what does that mean for Notre Dame, Mark? You know, there's still going to have to be some chaos to happen. Let's talk a little bit about that chaos that has to happen for Notre Dame to get into the college football playoffs. Hey, do you still have the victory march uh, queued up on your computer from Notre Dame? I don't have it anymore. I had to get rid of a lot. I was going to have you. You should. While I go on my soapbox here, just play that. Yeah, play that in in the background because Notre Dame has a path in. They definitely have a path in, and uh, I can see a lot of this playing out. So uh, we will see. But uh, Notre Dame has a path in. Them being ranked eighth. They got a game today against Georgia Tech. That should be no problem. So they're going to be ten and one. Teams ahead of them are going to lose. Uh, we got Ohio State, Michigan State. One of those has to lose, right? Today because they play each other. Uh, they play each other today. Notre Dame's going to be moving up regardless because uh, uh, unless the unthinkable uh, happens and loses Georgia Tech today, uh, Notre Dame is still moving up after this weekend. So. Again, we like chaos, but what happens if no, if Notre Dame loses to Georgia Tech? Not going to happen, but let's play the what-if scenario. Right. Oh, well, no playoffs and probably not even New Year's Six if they lose to Georgia Tech. So it's kind of the – these next two weeks are, are like are, – every game is a big game, and we could use the same cliche every week. But uh, they're going to have to win out. They have to win out. They take a loss, and uh, maybe not even a New Year's Six Bowl with two losses. <laughs> Well, so the college football rankings are in. Uh, who's in with college football? Uh, we still see Ohio State uh, in there. Who do we see uh, yep. maybe still has an opportunity as far as the outside looking in? Uh, Cincinnati and Notre, Notre Dame, Dame are the are the only two outside looking in. Uh, I see because. Michigan State, Ohio State play today. I expect Ohio State to win by about 30 points. So Michigan State's going to be done after today. Uh, Michigan plays Ohio State next week. Uh, Michigan's going to be done after next week because Ohio State, if Adam's listening right now, he's going to love all of this because I think Ohio State is the second-best team in the country right now. Uh, That offense is the best offense in the country. That offense is ridiculous. Uh, How they're going to stack up against Georgia – uh, against that defense, that is a matchup that I really want to see, that Georgia defense versus this Ohio State offense. I think Ohio State's number two in the country. Uh, we're going to see Georgia play Alabama in the SEC title game. I think Alabama's going to lose that. We're going to see Oregon. They're in the top four. They're going to, have to play Utah twice. The first time they're playing them is tonight. Uh, Utah's a tough team. Uh, Oregon might take a loss of one of these two games against Utah. So we got these four losses I just laid out for you, and that is going to promote Cincinnati and Notre Dame, and that's going to rocket them into the top four. I don't think that they're the best two for the top four, but I think they're the two that's going to survive. 
So that's why well, I think your top four is going to end up being Georgia one, Ohio State two, Cincinnati three, Notre Dame four. Well, according to Adam in his uh, in his uh, uh, information that he sent over to me last night when we were talking about the show, he said Oregon is going to be in a dogfight against Utah. So let's talk about that Oregon mm-hmm. Utah matchup. And what does it mean? It means more to Oregon than it does Utah. Oh, yeah. It means everything in the world to Oregon because uh, Utah should try to play spoiler. I think they're ranked up 21st or 23rd. They're a really scrappy team. It's the exact type of team that will go in and beat up Oregon. It's that same team. We saw Oregon take a bad loss to Stanford earlier this year. Well, Utah is 100 times better than Stanford. So Oregon's going to have to play uh, – the type of game they played against Ohio State, even though Ohio State played like their worst game of the year in that game. Uh, they're going to have the game like that because uh, there's a lot of people thinking uh, Utah is going to upset Oregon tonight, and I'm one of them. So here is Adam's notes to us. So I'm going to try to put it in Adam's energy. I mean, MSU is good, but they literally – have the worst pass defense in the country by statistics. They'll fight. <laughs> but I've got Ohio State winning 41-27. This game will be also Volt Stroud's near the top. Will Volt, will Volt Stroud's near the top of the Heisman Trophy. This is going to be an exciting game, but we know Ohio State's going to take it. That's my that opinion. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, 41-27, he's giving Michigan State more respect than I did. Because I'm thinking Ohio State's going to roll. I think they're going to buy, uh, buy around 30 points here. And he's right. If, if uh, C.J. Stroud goes off in this game, uh, I think it's a it's a two-man race. You know, these last two games of the season, especially for C.J. Stroud. If he dominates Michigan State, which is a, a top-10 team, and dominates Michigan next week, another top-10 team, uh, he just might win the Heisman this year. Uh, but uh, I, I see Ohio State just destroying Michigan State. And another thing, uh, talk of Michigan State, uh, Mel Tucker was offered that 10-year, $95 million contract. He better sign that thing before they play Ohio State today because if they lose by 30 like I think they're going to, Michigan State might change their mind. So I don't know if he signed it yet or not. I know it was offered to him a few days ago, that contract, uh, which is crazy. They'll give Mel Tucker a 10-year contract at Michigan State just off this one good season they've had. But, hey, he better sign that thing and sign it fast. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. So let's talk a little bit about some of the games of the week. We've got to think that one of the biggest games of the week is the ones we've already talked about, and that's Oregon-Utah. Yeah, like I said, I, I think uh, this is trap. This, this, this is uh, – uh, got Utah written all over it. Uh, Oregon's going to play Utah twice because Utah is already in uh, that side of the division for the uh, Pac-12 championship game. So I, I think it's both these teams already locked into that game, the way that conference has played out. So uh, two of the next three games for Oregon is going to be against Utah. And I think Utah wins tonight. If they don't win tonight, they will win in the Pac-12. I don't uh, Pac-12 championship game. I do not think Oregon beats Utah twice. So, you know, we talked about this in weeks past, you know, just about uh, back in, this, this back-end schedule uh, for teams like Georgia. Georgia's got one of those back-end games today. Uh, we saw in Alabama's got one as well. All they've got to do is go get a win, check out the box. It's not gonna, even going to be that big a deal. They host Charleston, South Carolina uh, at home, mm-hmm. Georgia. <laughs> 
those games should be played early on in the season. This is a mean, mean hey, game yeah, you, for yeah, Georgia. Yeah, you just but hit the nail right on the head. They shouldn't even play these games at all. But if they're going to play them, they should be done in, like, September. Not when uh, you, you have you know, a top-four spot on the line here, and all we got to judge you on is beating uh, Charleston Southern by 65 points. Uh, that's crap. I think if you schedule your way that way, you shouldn't be allowed in the top four. I don't think a Division One team should schedule Division Two. You know, FBS should not schedule FCS. You don't see the NFL schedule Canadian Football League midseason. So why do it in college? It, 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 I'm always scratching my head about that. Always scratching my head about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michigan State, they, Ohio they State. They complain uh, about Notre Dame only playing 12 games, not having that 13th game. But they count this Charleston Southern stuff as a 13th game. That still game should not count for anything. That shouldn't be scheduled in the first place. Not, I'm getting heated here, Tom. Someone, I'm getting, getting warmed no, up. <laughs> I should have had this passion during the wrestling segment uh, in the last segment, <laughs> you know, because I'm about to just go all macho man here talking about these FCS schools and how they get scheduled against FBS, especially this time of year. It's crazy. Well, a lot of those games, people don't know this, but a lot of those games are a, uh, a way for schools to make money and not Georgia in this particular situation. <laughs> right. So, yeah, well, that's, that's – I've not, that's not, not been a big fan of that. I mean, they shouldn't have to depend on Alabama to pay them $3 million so Alabama could practice on them. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 ridiculous. I digress. <laughs> I do want to get into this uh, Georgia Tech Notre Dame game, but first let's, let's take a deeper dive into uh, Michigan State and Ohio State, and certainly the, the Heisman Trophy uh, possible winner. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I I think Ohio State rolls big in this game, uh, and it is going to be a a, a game that's going to go a long way for C.J. Stroud in the Heisman race here. Uh, this year's Heisman, uh, these candidates this year are, are tough to pick. I have to think that either Bryce Young or Steve Corral down in uh, Ole Miss are the front runners, even though Ole Miss has two losses. Uh, but I'll put C.J. Stroud three. I don't know why. Maybe he's number two. But if you just – watch all the experts and read everything like I do. I, I think the favorite's Bryce Young. Uh, today for Bryce Young, it's going to do nothing, you know, for uh, his Heisman uh, candidacy. So, uh, so C.J. Stroud beating seventh-ranked, what I think they're seventh-ranked Michigan State, uh, that's going to go a long way. I mean, that might prepare him to number one after this week if he dominates Michigan State, like I think they're going mm-hmm. to. Exactly. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the, your game, uh, Notre Dame and Georgia Matt Tech. Corral. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Hey, that's oh, okay. Boy. I, do it, I do that at least once a week <laughs> on somebody in some, in, some, yeah. in, some, in some segment. But, yeah, Notre Dame. I love uh, Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. Uh, it's at Notre Dame, I believe, correct? Yep, senior day, last home game of the year. Senior day, okay. Well, so Notre Dame obviously needs a big game from its office. We've already talked about that. They're 9-1, Georgia Tech 3-7. And, uh, and certainly you would think everything on paper says 
that Notre Dame has everything in place to to win this game and and, and win convincingly, and that's needed, obviously, to impress the college football yep. committee. But there, I, I feel like there's some key factors to the offense that that's, that's finally playing uh, to its for finally playing up to its potential, I should say. But they've got to do it for yeah. 60 minutes, and one of those things I'm saying is they've got to basically start fast. And I mean, they've got to, I mean, they've got to punch them in the face, you know, as fast and as quick as they can, and, uh, which Notre Dame is good at doing. But uh, they've got to start fast. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do. That's what drives me nuts about every Brian Kelly team since he's been there. They mm-hmm. don't really start fast. You know, it, it's just they take the whole first quarter to fill out what they what they want to do, and it drives me nuts. Just go out there and punch them in the face. Let's set the tone on this thing. Uh, you know, you have to be encouraged uh, last week when they were on the road at Virginia. Virginia averages somewhere around 28, 32 points a game, and Notre Dame held them out of the end zone. I know that Virginia rolled their backup quarterback in. Uh, he's still pretty talented, uh, talented offense, and uh, they didn't get in the end zone against Notre Dame last week. And uh, since that Cincinnati loss, and we started getting back healthy on the offensive line, our offensive line has been pushing teams around. Uh, we got a great running game now. It's taking a lot of heat off of Jack Cohn, uh finally. I mean, he's taking less and less sacks. So offensively, uh, we could still do a, a lot of things better uh, than what they're doing now, especially in the past game. I do like Jack Cone, his experience. He's a good holdover. He's only here for this one year. Uh, this is supposed to be a rebuild year for us, but here we are sitting at 9-1. I mean, that's a pretty damn good rebuild year, right, being 9-1. and one. So we're back healthy outside of Kyle Hamilton, who's gone for the year. But I, I think he's healthy. I think now he's just saving himself for the NFL draft because he's going to be a top five pick. So I think for his future, that's a smart thing to do. So, uh, but yeah, I, I see Notre Dame winning big. Uh, I bet this game Notre Dame was minus uh, 16, I think, a few days ago when I put money on it. That line has moved up to 17 or 18 now. Uh, so I see Notre Dame winning by about three touchdowns here. Uh, you know, and I absolutely agree, and it does nothing but help your resume with with the uh, the playoff committee. So as we as we uh, come into next week's show, do you think there'll be any movement on the needle in the playoff scenario? Uh, there will be. You'll see some movement. Well, if Oregon loses tonight to Utah, then there definitely will be because they're ranked third. Uh, sure. There will be because Michigan State is not going to beat Ohio State. So I think next week we'll see. Uh, you know, there, is, there will be movement because Alabama's playing some like FCS team today and, and, Mich- and Ohio State's going to beat up on Michigan State. I think next week, Tuesday when the rankings come out, we're going to see uh, Ohio State jump Alabama. I think we're going to see Georgia, Ohio State, Bama. We might see, uh, uh, see Cincinnati jump in the top four if Oregon loses tonight. Uh, we're yeah, we didn't North talk Dane about that. About six or seventh, so. I think we didn't talk a, about this a game, lot of movement. Yeah, Alabama's playing Arkansas now. <laughs> they, oh, they, they are playing in, Arkansas. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. They played in the hey, past. Hey, there's a lot. It, there's it, a lot of money going in on Arkansas because. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of money going in on Arkansas. That's a great game. Uh, so I was completely wrong. I thought they was playing some FCS. They played an FCS team last week. I don't know what I was thinking. I think it's Georgia that's playing the FCS team, right? So. Yeah, yeah, Georgia's so, playing yeah. that. Uh, if, uh, if, Bama, if Bama beats Arkansas tonight, then, yeah, they're they're not going to fall out number two. But we, we'll see some movement. 
definitely at number seven because Michigan State is going to lose. And if Utah beats Oregon tonight, I think we'll see Cincinnati, the first non-group of five, the first group of five, I mean, uh, uh, slide into the top four. All right, Rick Regan has joined us for the last hour to help us kick off our uh, new wrestling segment, AEW, uh, with Andrew Williams and stuck around in uh, his normal role with the with the balance in, in our college football prognosticator. I ask you this, Rick, every week, but where can people find your work and your masterpieces, sir? On the Twitter, at Regan underscore Rick. On the Twitter, at Regan underscore Rick. Got your monsters ready to open the weekend? I do. What's that? Yep. See, I do. (laughs) I don't know what I was getting ready to say. I've lost train of thought already. But yeah, my monsters are. uh, I'm actually getting ready to open monster number two. Oh, man. I thought you would have been on like number four by now. Well, you know, you get thirsty. You know, you're on the show for an hour. You're talking. You know how how it gets. You get how it gets. <laughs> I definitely know how I get. Rick, I'm not long winded like you. you are, so yo. Know. <laughs> we'll we'll talk with you soon, Rick. All right, have a good one. Always fun. All right, Rick Regan, <laughs> our college football prognosticator, and helping us kick off our new wrestling segment, the the AEW segment. My name is Tom Marcosell, Presidente. We're due to have Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast up next as we begin our NBA segment. Right here on the Balance Radio Network. Double wide, quick stop, midnight deep top jack and a cherry coke pen. Mama and daddy put the roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red bus, kicking us up by barbed wire fence. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vent. We were Jesus, save me, blue jean baby, born in the USA. Trailer park truck stop, fade a little map, dots New York to L.A. We were teenage dreaming, front seat leaning, baby, come give me a kiss. Put me on the cover of the Rolling Stone, uptown, down home, American kid. Growing up in little Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, What is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mace. Ow! 
It's called Beauty Sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Piquet, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what, actually, I'm, I'm just gonna order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. show today with our wrestling segment, uh, our uh, segment breaking down uh, the AEW with Andrew Williams and Rick Riggin, and then college football talk with Rick Riggin, but now it's time to jump right in into our NBA segment with Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. Tony, how are you, sir? Good morning. How are we doing? Good, good. Did you like my NBA reference there with Jump? As the as the bumper song, and then jump right into the NBA segment. <laughs> you can never go wrong with a little Van Halen. Yeah, you can never go wrong with with those sort of things. You know, and, and last week we didn't really get a uh, to get a big start on the on their actual segment, and with you being our official uh, NBA contributor, and we appreciate you doing that. So we'll kind of go with the flow of this week. We'll kind of start about. Some of the games that have happened this week and some of the news that's happened out of the NBA. But let's start with the Pacers as we're both right here in Indianapolis. Uh, the Pacers uh, fell, well, rather significantly uh, to the Hornets last night. Uh, what, what, what do you think was the contributor to that? What are your thoughts on the Pacers and the Hornets? Well, we talked about that the Pacers are headed tough upcoming schedule and you needed to go to Detroit and get a win. And that was a game that they pretty much trailed throughout and Kate Cunningham, the rookie, the number one overall pick kind of took over. Um, you lose in New York uh, in a game. You only scored 10 points in the fourth quarter last night. You were down big 25. I think the, uh, the plus minus for the starters was like minus 15. The bench came in, went on a furious rally to, to, to get within three, but then you had a chance to tie it after a couple steals under a minute and uh, they missed they miss an opportunity to even get up a three to set it to overtime. So the Pacers, again, we just talked about, they're a very hit or miss team. They're going to be hit or miss all season, hit or miss with injuries, hit or miss with wins. Um, there's been a lot of games that they should have won that they lost. And there's been a lot of games that they lost that they should have won last night. Um, something about going to Charlotte. I mean, they were, 
They, they opened the season there. They had a 15-point halftime lead, uh, and they blew that. But I think Rick Carlisle sent the message last night that whoever's playing well is going to get the playing time. We saw the bench play the entire fourth quarter, guys like Keelan Martin, T.J. McConnell, Tory Tory and Craig. Um, and I think it sets a message for tonight's game against the Pelicans. You know, the Pelicans are a team that got their second win last night uh, at home against the Clippers. Uh, so we'll see what, what what can happen with the Pacers tonight. But again, six and eleven. I mean, they were hot when we talked last Saturday. They had won what four out of four out of six, and, and it should have been six out of six coming back from that Western Road swing. But uh, it's been a very letdown of a week for the Pacers, and uh, I, I can't think of a better opponent to bust out of a slump than tonight against the Pelicans. Yeah, it's going to be a great game again to, at at home. And it's, I'm still getting used to calling it. It's called the. It's it's not called can, what what's the uh, Pacers Stadium called now? Yeah, Gamebridge Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Gamebridge, that's what it was. <laughs> Had a brain fart. My, my my brain is 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 not is not working. Let's talk a little bit about the Warriors and the Pistons. Good game last night. Uh, the Warriors came came up on top again. We're coming off of Steph Curry uh, last week, as we found out, became the the number one free throw uh, shooter all of NBA history. Uh, but uh, certainly, talk with us about the Warriors. You gotta think. And, and, and we're probably going to continue to have this conversation. Uh, but the championship, the NBA championship in the West, goes through uh, the Golden State Warriors. Well, we'll see if they get Clay Thompson back or what moves they make. Um, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins has been playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Poole. Yeah. Some, of these, some, some of these bench guys that are finally taking that next step um, are really stepping up. And Steph's obviously having an MVP season to start the year through the first 10 or so games. Um you know they're getting it done. They're 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 beating down teams, and we'll see if that that picks up. I mean, everybody everybody in the NBA will go through that that kind of null period where it's it's it, it's the grinded out days of, of January and February before the trade deadline. So obviously, like what the Warriors have done, um, Steph's playing out of his mind. They're 14 and two. They've won nine out of their last ten. Um, and again, you know, they're a team that. I mean, they, they let Detroit get back in it last night. Um, but, again, it, it, it's tough when a Western Conference team plays on the East Coast, and it's tough when the East Coast Conference teams play on the West Coast. So, uh, was have been very impressed by the 14-2 and two start for the Warriors. You know, let's talk a little bit about the Lakers. And, and really, for the first time in, in recent history, and it's certainly a new space for the Lakers and LeBron, they fall under 500 after that loss. Uh, to Boston uh, last night. Uh, and LeBron James certainly coming off of an injury. You know, guys like LeBron James, we remember back when we had conversations about Michael Jordan retiring. It just, we just didn't have those conversations. But at some point we had that conversation. We're not having that conversation now, I don't think. But certainly the Lakers aren't in the spot that is winning, and that's where LeBron James likes to be at. Yeah, but, I mean, this is what they do. He he, he kind of rests up. He makes sure he's healthy for the playoffs. And when you got LeBron James on your team, and, it, and if Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook can figure out how to play well together, um, you know, they're still going to make the playoffs. It doesn't matter if the Lakers are an eight seed or a seven seed. They're still going to have a chance. Uh, but they need better bench help. I mean, guys like Horton Tucker just aren't guys that you want to go into the playoffs with and have to rely on. Um, Avery Bradley, you know, is one of those guys as well. I mean, they just – Dwight Howard off the bench, you just don't have guys that are capable in a seven-game series for a month in the playoffs of getting you where you need to go. So I'll be really interested to see uh, what the Lakers do over the next couple of months with the chemistry and if there's guys traded 
um, and, and, and getting scores brought in. I mean, if you remember a couple of years ago, they had they had scores. They had Kyle Kuzma that could come off the bench. They even had Alex Caruso who could give you that spark um, off the bench. So uh, I, I think if you're a Lakers, you're, you're not really um, content with your lineup, and, 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 and you're going to have to make some trades before that trade deadline comes to get a shooter in and get somebody else that can relieve the pressure when one of those big three are sitting on the bench. Let's talk about the East. You know, there's two teams in the East that come to mind when we when we think about the the path to the championship, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Excuse me. Certainly, you got to think that the Brooklyn Nets is 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 a stronger argument to to be that team to go through in the in the East. Uh, but you also got to look at the Milwaukee Bucks. What, when we're looking at the East, and certainly that's where the Pacers sit at. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the Bucks got to get healthy. I mean, they're 8-8 eight eight on the season. It's been a slow start off the gates for the champs. Um, you know, the Nets, it's always, you know, whenever Kevin Durant's on the basketball court, um, that's a team that you're going to have to play your best that night to beat. James Harden can beat you in so many different ways, too. Um, Kyrie Irving's not even back yet. Who knows what's going on in the situation. So, you know, over the last two weeks, the Nets have really found their footing, 12-5 and five overall, 8-2 and two over the last 10. Um, but it's, it's, it's the best one-two punch. Um, in the NBA, I think, with James Harden and Kevin Durant. My problem with the Nets is getting off to good starts. I mean, they were down 16 last night uh, to the dismal magic. Um, you know, they're, they're getting off to these slow starts and, 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 and constantly having to come back. Um, you know, that, that wears and tears on you. You know, you, you, you think about, you know, they're playing teams like Cleveland and they're playing teams like the Pelicans and they're finding themselves down early. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting back throughout the rest of the game. So uh, I like the Nets, but I think they're going to have to do a good job of kind of managing minutes for some of those older players that they have on the squad, like Blake Griffin. Now, you, you mentioned getting a slow start. You look at that score, if you were just to look at the score and look in the, between the tea leaves, and we're talking about Milwaukee and the Nets, uh, 113 to 115 against, like you said, miserable uh, magic. Uh, it, and then you look at the Thunder, which is a moderately good team, uh, 89-96. You think, okay, well, you know, the, the stronger team there, if you're reading in between the tea leaves, is is the Bucks. But the Nets certainly have proven I, I, one, one thing like basketball, like baseball, it's, it's a series of games. So you can't base a lot of things on, on one game like you can with the NFL. Uh, but certainly, you know, the Nets have got to get off to a, a, a faster start, if you will. Let's go through some of the games that we got on tap today. Uh, we, you know, just talked about the Pacers and the Pelicans, uh, but what, what do you got uh, for us today to, for tonight's game against the, the Pelicans and the Pacers? Yeah, I mean, again, the Pacers are just going to have to jump off to a good start. I mean, this is the Pelicans team that got their second win last night against the Clippers at home um, in a spot for definitely a letdown. Um, and, and, and you just look at what the Pacers need to need to do, and that's continue to rebound. They need consistency out of Miles Turner. Uh, they live outside of that three-point line a little too much. The other night, they were seven of 29 at one point against the Knicks. Um, mix things up. Uh, some better games tonight in the NBA. You got the Heat and the Wizards. That should be a good one. Wizards off to a really good start. Um, a lot of those players that they got in the Russell Westbrook trade are really playing well. Uh, Ru Hachimura, Gonzaga, in the second year is playing well. Um, Hawks Hornets should be pretty good. Um, the 76ers have been pretty good on this road trip out west. They play Portland. So you got some good games in the NBA tonight. But, yet with the Pacers, seven-point favorites, um, it's just got to be consistency, keeping guys like Jackson Hayes off of the off of, off of the rebounds. Um, obviously, the Pelicans are without 
Zion Williams. Um, but they had a big win last night, and, you know, they got their third win on the season. They're not a very good team. They get up to very poor starts. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight with uh, with the Pacers taking on the Pelicans. I think the Pacers should cruise to an easy win. But, again, it's the NBA, and anything can happen. They're professionals for a reason. That's right. They get paid the big bucks uh, uh, for the reasons. Are we seeing anything with the uh, – with the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves? You know, both are really pesky teams that are going to be fighting for that anywhere from the 6 to the 10 seed uh, in, the, in, the, in the West. You know, you talk about that playoff, playing game. I think that's a, that's a spot where you'll see um, the Grizzlies who, you know, got blown out last week at home to the Pelicans, but they bounced back and won uh, against Washington. And you get the you, you know you got Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell they're playing pretty well in Minnesota you know they went last week to L.A. and blew out the Lakers you know despite the fact that LeBron James wasn't playing so um, you know I don't mind the Timberwolves they're they're a good team that's a tough place to play uh, they're six and nine so again they're right on that cusp of, of of being in contention for a playoff spot or being out of the playoffs and not getting in the lottery so very similar to what the Pacers are. You know, if you want to stay up late and, and watch uh, basketball tonight, a uh, good game to watch to stay up late on a Saturday night is the 76ers and the Trailblazers. That should be a very good game to watch. Yeah, we're just waiting for Damian Lillard to kind of break out of his funk. I mean, they've, he's kind of struggled to his standards out of the gate this season. Um, you know, I don't know if it's if it's just a slump to start the year. C.J. McCollum has been playing really well for him, or for the Blazers, but – you know, I just think you look at the Sixers without Ben Simmons, as we know. Um, Tobias Harris has been banged up. Joel Embiid's been banged up. But they've been able to compete and play well, um, especially on this road swing. So should be a good game there. We'll see what Portland can do. Portland's a team that's, you know, right on the cusp as well early on in the season. Are they going to be inside of the playoffs? They're going to be outside of the playoffs. Is Dave Muller going to take off and do what we know Dave Muller can do? Um, if he does, as a team that can move up in the standings, if not, you know, you've got dominant teams in the West like the Jazz. The Nuggets are going to get there when they're healthy, and the Phoenix Suns are, are playing really good basketball right now as well. Well, I mentioned that the Nuggets and Suns actually play tomorrow. Uh, so what kind of matchup are we looking out there? They're, they're back in action. They had a, a good win against Dallas, but not a pretty win, if, if you would say. So certainly uh, the Nuggets and the Suns are going to be a game that, all eyes are on tomorrow, uh, if you will. Uh, but they they play tomorrow out in Phoenix. What are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that uh, you know the the Suns played last night, had a good win. Um, Devin Booker playing well, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul. Uh, they're going to be one of the top teams in the West now. The Nuggets, you know, obviously Jamal Murray's hurt. Uh, Joker didn't play last night, so I think Joker will play tomorrow. Um, and 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 that's a good matchup against him with DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, the Nuggets are – they're a good team. I wouldn't say they're a great team. I think they have a great home court advantage, just like the Jazz do, um, kind of playing out there in those elements. So um, that should be a good one tomorrow. I would expect uh, I would expect the Suns to come to play, though. It seems like whenever they get a chance to, to step up and be, you know, and, 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 and be a team that, that, that proves that on big nights they can win basketball games, they've done it. So I um, really like what I saw so far on the Suns. We're talking with Tony Donahue, the Tony D Podcast, our official NBA contributor, uh, to, uh, and this is our NBA segment. You know, we were talking about big teams in, in the East to look out for. Well, last week we had a good conversation with Adam about the Cavaliers of, like, you know, surprisingly good this year. Uh, but now we, 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 we see this issue with Colin Sexton. Uh, and so 
he's out now. The, what, the last that I heard. Um, so what, what, are, what are your thoughts about Colin Sexton being out at the, with Cleveland now with the, the injury? Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's a team that you're just kind of waiting to take that next step. Uh, they're obviously riding a, a pretty bad losing streak here. Um, and when you lose your, your, you know, your main guy scoring, it's going to be tough to overcome. Now, Darius Garland's done a pretty good job of, of, of stepping up. He had 25 the other night. Kevin, Kevin Love's been healthy, which is good. Ricky Rubio's been playing well as well. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, Colin Sexton's a guy that can go get buckets whenever he needs to. He can – he can make things happen, um, and, and but you're not getting that back. I mean, he's done with the torn meniscus. So um, who's going to step up right now? It's going to be Darius Garland, and we'll see how active they are with, with, with trading here over the next couple of weeks. You know, I you think we're st- done talking about this with everything that's happened in all the realms of sports, but we're still talking about this. Uh, Pelicans Luanza suspended for 25 games. He basically tested positive, positive for steroids. I can't believe in, in the level that we're in with NBA, NFL, insert uh, team here, insert league here. We're still talking about players taking performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, and, and I'll leave you on this note. It's 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 just one of those things where you, you know, and, and and Tom, it's not just the NBA. It's every sport. You just think to yourself, like, you know coming off an injury, you're looking for that competitive advantage to get back as soon as possible. And we see so many injuries come from players that, you know, are coming off of an injury. They rush themselves back or, hey, man, I could, I could take this and I could be back three weeks earlier or I could be back a month earlier. And then you just risk yourself in the future. So you almost just look at it like, why? Like, why even do it? You know you're going to get caught. Uh, even if the drug tests are randomized, you're still going to get caught. It's still not going to look good for your career. So, um Luckily, he was just a role player. The Thunder really don't, or the Pelicans really don't need him. Um, he's a guy that that really doesn't give you the minutes that you were looking for. Um, and it, and at that point, you almost just you almost just cut ties. Yeah, just you know, cut bait. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast has been uh, talking NBA with us. Before we let you go, real quick, I saw some uh, stuff come across the social media yesterday um, in in the uh, funny season with IndyCar. Did I see something? I think it may even came from a thread of one of your tweets. I was so busy yesterday. I, I, everything was going at 100 miles. But I, did I see that Connor Daly will not be back with the Air Force or the Air Force will be back without Connor Daly? Yeah, the Air Force has decided to not sponsor um, IndyCar. It's a, it's a year-by-year thing. It's a, obviously a government-sanctioned government sponsorship, and the, and the money relies on that, and sometimes – you know, they look and say, you know, what's the return on investment here? What are we doing? So um, they've decided to not re-up, which kind of moves Connor Daly out of Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, I think we'll still see him in the, in the Indy 500. He might be doing some truck series races as well. Um, but, yeah, the Air Force, which has been a pretty good sponsor and helped Connor get to where he is right now, um, no longer going to be a sponsor in IndyCar. Well, that's unfortunate because, yeah, they're, they're a great sponsor. and It's not a political show, but there's a lot of things, you, a lot of avenues we could go down with the conversation about that. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast, what are you guys working on this week? Yep, just more racing stuff. We'll, t- we'll take a look into um, a lot more um, action when it comes to uh, betting in the NBA and racing, and we'll just keep on rolling. Just keep on rolling. So uh, any uh, – any bets of the week for NFL for us tomorrow? 
uh, stay away. I, I hate betting. I hate betting the NFL. It's the worst. Uh, <laughs> it can go in any direction. So I usually stay away. Try to make my money on college basketball and just enjoy my Sunday. There, there you go. Well, you know, let's play the home of card because Ed's uh, not going to be with us to, today. Tomorrow, the Colts are on the road against the Bills. Great win over the Jaguars. We can say great, but we, you know, again, we still let the Jaguars get up, get off. You know, uh, uh, there was a lot we could break down with Jaguars, but I don't know how much weather is going to be a segment. Uh, we know that that uh, last week. Uh, Carson Wentz was on the questionable list. I don't think he is this week. And I think only last week it was because they were unsure about the baby, but he did decide to go ahead and come. And congratulations to Carson Wentz on, on his on his uh, new arrival. But the Colts got to take care of business in Buffalo tomorrow. For the first time, Colts are above or at 500. So this is – you don't want to say must win, but this is a need to, do, to win. Unfortunately – Tennessee is still uh, blocking our, our road to a path of, of getting into the playoffs at all. So the Colts and the Bills, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the Bills will win that. The Colts are not going to be able to go on the road um, because they'll stop the run and they'll make Carson Wentz try to beat him. It's not going to happen in cold weather. Uh, Wentz has kind of proved that over his career. It's a tough schedule coming up. You've got Tampa coming to town. You've got New England over the next couple of weeks. So uh, I don't expect the Colts to get it done tomorrow. Um, it would be – it, it, it can happen, but I just don't see it. Tony Donahue, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Where can people find your work and masterpieces, sir? Have a good one, Tom. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Tony. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast will get his uh, information up on uh, on uh, social media. I. Uh, he didn't say where to find his work and masterpieces, as he always sign off is, uh, but I believe it's at Tony D, but it's on our social media at uh, T Balance. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. We'll be right back and jump into some NFL talk and with yours truly, and we're just going to kind of walk down the road around the NFL, maybe throw a little bit of fantasy stuff in, and we'll get through it, I promise you, right here on the Balance Radio Network. <laughs> The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I can't believe it. I've been playing 4 on 4 with a barbershop quartet. Pass the ball, pass the rock. 
Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. No. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's Fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is masa lekwa pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they? Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Babies, and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP turkey giveaway. So take it away, Les Nessman. This is Les Nessman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP hey, turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. Hey, you got permission to be out here? What? You're blocking my store here, buddy. Don't you know who I am? Huh? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye News Fuck Award last year. Good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep. So far, so good, huh? I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is... The, the crowd is, uh, curious, but well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And, oh, yes, I can see it now. It's a, it, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, happy thing. W-K-R-P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's, uh, 
a dark object, uh, perhaps a skydiver, coming to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. The third. No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! shopping mall has just been bombed with live turkey. <laughs> Film at 11. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. All right, welcome back to The Balance. Of course, that's our annual uh, Thanksgiving turkey drop that we do here on, on The Balance. Classic, classic WKRP. Uh, certainly Radio Go Night Like Me loved WKRP, and that's one of the best best bets ever, and certainly best to play around Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday. So I swear to God, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> And maybe that's what we're saying now with this show. I don't know between uh, everything that goes on. But, hey, thanks for joining us today. My name's Tom Marcus El Presidente. I'm your fearless leader, and I'll guide you out through the next uh, few minutes here as Ed Kratz, uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and our official NFL contributor, uh, is doing some wrestling coaching today and not going to be able to uh, join us. But we started things off with our new uh, wrestling segment, and it went just as planned. No rehearsal, no nothing. And, of course, it started off with some technical issues. It wouldn't be the balance if it didn't. Rick Riggin and Andrew Williams uh, help us break down the AEW. And uh, just kind of a fun segment to have. Yes, guys, we know it's not real. And I think uh, Andrew right off by telling us we know it's the best pretend sport out there. I love it. Great. Great stuff. Of course, Rick Riggin is also our official college football prognosticator. And we talked about the college football rankings and what kind of movements we're going to see. You know, certainly Ohio State, I mean, we feel like Ohio State's going to win, but we need uh, – certainly Notre Dame needs a big win today, uh, an impressive win over Georgia Tech to help their resume with the play, playoff committee. Uh, you know, and then we talk about Utah and Oregon out there. If, if, if there could be a lot of chaos out there. Talk with uh, NBA with Tony Donahue, the Tony D podcast, our official NBA contributor. Uh, and uh, 
certainly talked about the Pacers and, you know, certainly what's going on around the league in the NBA and some uh, news coming out with the funny season this week. Uh, Connor Daly will no longer be sponsored uh, by the Air Force uh, due to budget cuts. Uh, like I said, not a political show, but a lot of things we could, we could talk about that. Uh, but uh, hopefully we'll see him back at the track in some capacity. Certainly, they call it funny season for a reason. Anything can happen. Well, my name's Tom Mark with El Presidente. We're going to go ahead and dump into the NFL segment, if you will. And we just talked a little bit about the uh, uh, Colts and the Bills. So, you know, here's a different twist. Everybody knows I play fantasy football in three different leagues. Can't seem to get a win, so maybe don't take my advice. <laughs> but... I'm just going to go through some games today, uh, look at your lineup. Uh, maybe you have uh, some players that we're going to talk about today. So today, we'll kind of focus in on fantasy football as we go into week 11. Uh, it's hard to believe we're already in uh, week 11 of uh, fantasy football. But, you know, hey, I'm not the official fantasy football guy, but we'll, let's take a look at it. Let's, you know, because we always like to, to start with our, our home teams here. And let's talk about the Colts or the Bills. First of all, they're outdoors. I mean, this is that type of year you don't really know what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. We'll, we'll find that out maybe before you certainly look it up. But I'm not going to do that right now. I'm just going to tell you it's outside and it's cold. And certainly the projected score, a lot of people are talking about the, the Bills getting a win, 28-21. It's going to be a disappointing loss because then that will put the Colts back under 500. So let's look at the matchups here. Let's start with the quarterback matchups. You got a top end QB two with Josh Allen. If you got Josh Allen, play him all day long, every day, twice on Sunday. Uh, he's projected to get 24.9 points tomorrow. So if you've got Josh Allen, he should be your, your starter uh, tomorrow. Now Carson Wentz, you know, certainly has proven that he's doing better than what he has in, in years past. It wasn't that convincing at the beginning of the year, so I don't know that a lot of people picked him up. He might still be available in some leagues, but unless you really need him for like a buy replacement or or something like that, or you absolutely need a quarterback, and he, if you can find him, because I know since he's been playing well, a lot of people have been putting him on, picking him up and putting him on his bench. But Carson Wentz, I would certainly bench tomorrow against Josh Allen. Now let's talk about two of the dominant. Uh, running backs, if you look at Jonathan Taylor, obviously one of the best in the league. Uh, and then you've also got Zach Moss uh, with with Buffalo. There's your matchup there. I would go with Jonathan Taylor, obviously, for obvious reasons. I think he's projected to get around 18 uh, uh, points, if you will. Now, let's talk a little bit about the defenses. If you've got the Bills or the Colts with the defense, I wouldn't play the Colts. I, I, I The Colts, I'm not – I'm not a big fan, even though they're doing okay, uh, but they're only projected to get three points. And, and, and if you could find a, a defense that'll do better for you, uh, you know, certainly go with that. And, uh, you know, the Bills are projected to get about six points, so six, six and a half points. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of shaky ground, but I, I would play them over the Colts when it comes down to it. Now, when we look at the lineups from the, the Colts and the Bills when we move on to some of these other teams, I mean, I think you obviously got to lock in John, uh, Josh Allen and Jonathan Taylor and Stephon uh, Diggs. Those are Gibbons. This is a week you don't play Carson Wentz. Uh, so 
you know, that's my takeaways. I mean, Dawson Knox, I wouldn't be worrying about him either. Is he just coming back from an injury? Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens at Chicago Bears. My throat's dying, for those that know. Uh, <laughs> I was me taking a drink of water. I know, highly unprofessional, but hey, it is, it is what it is. Let's talk about the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens lost, if you think about this, the late Ravens lost in overtime, and they've been in some very tight, tight games. Now, the matchups uh, there, obviously, with the quarterback situation, Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, you know, good matchups. I mean, I, I would be okay with you playing either one of them. And certainly, perhaps you would play Lamar Jackson if you have him over Justin Fields. Uh, of course, you know, Lamar Jackson's, a, a, you know, QB1. He's a top tier, I mean, quarterback. So, you know, it's never really a question whether or not to play Lamar Jackson, you know. So certainly it's a good it's a good matchup. It's a, it's a it's a good play. So yeah, play Lamar Lamar Jackson. And, and you know, I, I kind of with the, the the Ravens and the Bears, you look at Lamar Jackson for sure, Marquis Brown for sure, Mark Andrews for sure. Justin Fields though has delivered a, a, a really a, a decent fantasy uh, outing, uh, but you know, that was prior to the bye. Again, it's one of those quarterbacks. It's a good matchup. You got him. He's, he's projected to get 16 points. I mean, certainly playing, uh, but he, I, there may not even be any better options. And we've talked about in our league, you know, quarterback selection is nil. If you don't have a solid quarterback on your team now, chances are you're not going to find him. My guess is you're not going to find Justin Fields out there anywhere, but if you do, by all means, pick him, pick him up. He, Like I said, he did deliver some top fantasy uh, points outings. Of course, that was prior to the Chicago's bye. Um, you know, like David Montgomery, I like him. Tavius Murray, I like him. Tyson Williams, Tyson Williams, I like him. And, you know, Mr. Know-it-all here, I was all on Tyson Williams, and I tried to make trades with him and pick him up. I, I finally ended up getting him, and I guess I got knee-jerk reaction or whatever. I just dropped him. So <laughs> you could probably find Tyson Williams out there. Uh, you know, and LeVon Bell was released this week. And so, you know, you look at you look at Murray, Latavius Murray, uh, should be able to have a, a good game there. So I, I would certainly, those are some of the ones I would look at. Uh, and when you look at the, the defenses, though, again, you know, the Bears average de- defense at best. I mean, they might be a, a, a step above the Colts. They're only projected to get four points. Um, the Ravens are good. I mean, good defense, solid defense. I mean, you want to get between seven and ten points from your defense each and every week. To, and, 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 you know, a lot of people like me, I, I drop defenses and kickers every single week. Uh, so it's easily it's easy to go a week by week with the defense and with your kickers. Uh, so, you know, uh, go with it that way. And certainly look at your, your matchups with – we didn't go through all of them, of the positions by positions. But look at your tight ends, your wide receivers, and so forth. Let's talk about the Lions or at the Browns. Uh, it's, again, going to be a good matchup. Uh, the, the Lions are <laughs> – you know, we still don't know if they've mailed it in. We hate to say that. We don't know if they've done that or not for the first-round pick. Um, but certainly, you got you got to like Cleveland in this game. You know, probably a 25-19 type game. Let's talk about the matchups here. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 
versus Tim Boyle. Now, here, here's the thing. You look at a, a really a QB ranked, what, 22 with Baker Mayfield and Doyle ranked 28. I play Doyle on the road. Great matchup there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play Baker Mayfield. Um, now, that said, if, you got, if you're one of those people that go by projections alone, well, you're going you're gonna to probably pick Baker Mayfield because he's projected to get 15 and a half points, whereas Tim Doyle is projected to get 12. But he's great on the road, and he's a great matchup there at Cleveland. So there's times when you play these mediocre quarterbacks, maybe to uh, replace your quarterback that might be on a bye, and then you look at the matchup. And this matchup in, on the road in Cleveland is a much better matchup. So I would certainly play uh, a Tim, Tim Doyle and, you know, for the essence of time, we're not going to have time to get through all of these these uh, these positions. But you know, look at your wide receivers, look at your running backs. If you're in a PPR league, most of your your points are going to be coming from the running back slot. So in this particular scenario, if you're looking at a a, a running back matchup, DeAndre Swift again average. He's he's projected to do good points, but when you look at that matchup. Nick Chubb is, man, he's the great guy to get out there, uh, and he's, he's projected to get 17 and a half points. So you look at running backs like that. If you've got your top caliber running backs like a Nick Chubb, uh, I mean, if you've got a choice between Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift in this particular matchup, I'd go with uh, Nick Chubb. And then you look at your wide receivers, you know, and, and, and look at how they do uh, as well. Else, the the defenses here, you're going to want to go with the Browns all day long. They've got a good defense. There's no reason to even think about not playing the Browns in this day. I would say unless you have a a high high caliber defense, most def, most leagues only have one defense. I know the deeper leagues, some of them have two. Uh, we only allow for one. So if you've got the Bears playing, if you got the Lions, maybe look out and see what's out there on a last-minute game day decision. They're only projected to get four and a half. Remember, my rule of thumb, now, this doesn't always happen because clearly I have not had a winning season across the board. So <laughs> take it for what it for what it's worth. But, you know, I, I feel like if you can get seven to ten or plus points out, consistently out of the defense, that's who you want to go with. And sometimes you can find those in the – on the waiver wire because people bounce around the defenses. You just got to look at them at the right time. Uh, but certainly, I, if you got the Browns, play the Browns. If you got the Lions, see if you can find uh, something else. I mean, certainly DeAndre Swift and Nick Chubb are, are the ones you're going to be looking at the most. So, um, you know, I certainly, again, I think this is going to be a good win at home for uh, uh, Cleveland. But, you know, the matchups is what you're talking about. Let's talk about the Houston Texans and that team that I'm really beginning to hate as a Colts fan, and that's the Tennessee Titans. They are a thorn in my side. You know, and used to be Texans were a thorn, but in the AFC South, Tennessee is is that blocking road for the Colts to get to the to the playoffs. I mean, they've got the they've got the tiebreaker, so there literally almost is no path for the Colts to get to the playoffs at this point, but we'll see what happens. Now, let's talk about the, the, the quarterback situation. In, in one of my leagues, I believe it's our league here at The Balance, I do have Ryan Tannehill, uh, which I'll 
I'll play. And that'll probably be your, your good your, – your, Tyrod Taylor, average. Average quarterback. He's, he's projected to get around 14.5 to 15 points. Again, not a lot out there in the quarterback situations. So, you know, I would say if you got Tyrod Taylor and you can't find a better quarterback out there, go ahead and play him. But between the matchup between the two, definitely Ryan Tannehill would get the – we get the, the nod there. You know, you look at the wide receivers in this matchup more than you do the running backs uh, because you got to like uh, A.J. Brown and Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks with Houston and A.J. Brown with, with Tennessee. And, and really, when you look at the, the matchup there, you, you would say A.J. Brown is just kind of an average wide receiver. Only, but he is, again, if you're going by that uh, projected point, he is uh, projected to get 16 points, 16 and a half points, uh, and Brandon Cooks, you know, just a little over 15. But I would say if you look, use the difference between good and average in this matchup, I would go with Brandon Cooks being the good and A.J. Brown being the average um, for for that matchup. And, and I certainly, definitely, unfortunately, in, and I'm saying this, um, that the Titans are going to get a win probably somewhere around the 29 to 18 part. You know, we used to, on the show, we used to write down, you know, what the, we thought the scores were and, and see who would come out on top. Maybe we'll start doing that. Not on all of them, but, you know, some some key games. Uh, but, yeah, the Texans, uh, the Texans are at the Titans. Uh, you, you know, your, your lineup locks obviously got to be A.J. Brown, Brandon Cooks, um, Brian T- Tannehill play him. I've got him. I'm going to play him. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and, and play play him. And, and you know, the, the defenses here, again, this you, you look at the Titans have a, a tough defense. You could say they have a great defense. They're consistently in that 7 to 10 point range every week. Um, that's one of the team's defenses you don't see pop up in the waiver wire hardly ever. Uh, so in this situation, you're definitely going to want to play the Titans. Texans are only uh, projected to get around four and a half points. They're average at best in the defense uh, slot there. So uh, with, with that matchup, let's talk about the Packers in the Minnesota Vikings. Great, great game here if you like rivalries. Bad game if you just if you if you're watching a game to see something exciting. And bad game if you think this game is going to be something that's going to light the world on fire. Chances are, unless you're a Packers fan or a Vikings fan, there's nothing there for you. There's nothing there for me in this matchup at all. Vikings will probably win. This could be one of those games. We've seen it happen a couple times this year. But this could be one of those games where it actually ends in a tie. That's where it's like this. this is not going to be a – I shake the world type game. Now, if you look at them quarterback matchups, you got Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. You know, so Kirk Cousins at home, Aaron Rodgers on the road. Okay, Aaron Rodgers in this matchup. Here's the difference. I mean, I think it's it's a it, Kirk Cousins is, is a poor, poor, not poor mom in many ways because God knows he's not. He's a poor choice to have as, you, as your starting quarterback if you've got somebody there. Now, Aaron Rodgers did cute, you know, a top quarterback. And just by name alone, you think, okay, I've got Aaron Rodgers. All, all's good in the world. Aaron Rodgers scheduled to get about 18 points tomorrow in this matchup. It's a shaky matchup. I, 
I don't know if you've got a better quarterback to play. This is one of those situations where you've got to have to look at what you've got and what's out there. And so this might be the best of what's out there and the best to play. So certainly in this situation, play Aaron Rodgers. If you don't have anybody better, you've got somebody better. I would steer away from both of these, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. The, the, and I, this whole running back situation here is a, a mess. The, the most positive uh, thing in, in, in the, with, with the uh, Green Bay Packers is the wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Dude's a beast. And he's a wide receiver. He's going to get more points than Aaron Rodgers. He's probably going to get 25 points tomorrow. So uh, I have him in one of my leagues. I will be playing him. But Devontae Adams is is the most intriguing thing that I see in this game. Both defenses suck. Both defenses are going to get about three and a half to four points. So, you know, there's nothing to get excited about uh, with the Packers and Minnesota Vikings. Yes, we know Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Let's look at the Dolphins and and the Jets. These are two teams that are just ugly. I mean, they they win, they lose, they win, they lose. They're not good, you know. But two is back. That's a positive sign for the Dolphins. Quarterback uh, situation there. Um, So two is back. He's been back for a couple weeks. That's you know, an average quarterback to play at this point. He's probably in the top ten as far as quarterbacks. He's going to get you about 20 points tomorrow. Um, you look at Joe Flacco. I mean, again, old man in the sport. Let's go. Uh, it, it, it's good. Okay, if you got him playing, again, I understand there's there's not a big uh, – uh, talk, talk about supply chain. The supply chain is really backed up when it comes to quarterbacks. So, if you got Joe Flacco, you know, also another player to look at with Miami is Miles Gaston. Great matchup here against Michael Carter. And you certainly got to play him. He's going to get to 17, 18 points if he's got a, a good game. You know, so if he has a great game, you know, he, he could literally uh, explode. So I definitely when you look at the running back situation, uh, for uh, Miles Gaxit, for him to get you that many points as a running back, you got to play him every every week. And the defense matchup, again, great uh, matchup, I guess. The, the, again, these are two teams that are just nothing exciting. But the better of the two defenses, obviously, is going to be the Dolphins. They're projected to get closer to that seven mark than the Jets are. And, and again, that's my uh, uh, my index point, if you will, um, my, K, my, my KPI there would be the Dolphins. Uh, so there you go with that. Again, we're, we're doing the fantasy stuff today because we typically don't get to do this because we have Ed on with us and we, we're breaking down so forth. Missing some of your stuff. Ed had some other stuff going on. But let's talk about the Eagles, though. The Eagles host the Saints. The Saints are, are – a good team. They're probably going to get a win on the road. It's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, I love the Eagles, but I live vicariously a fan of the Eagles through Ed. Uh, always disappointing to see the loss. So maybe a close game. I mean, you know, 24-22 type situation. Uh, that's just what I see here. But I don't like the matchup here. There's nothing really here. 
I've got Jalen Hurts, and I've only played him once this year. Or a little bit more weight, I take that back. When Prescott on my other league, I had him with Prescott. I played him a little bit more. I had high expectations for Jalen Hurts. That hasn't come to fruition yet. We'll see. He is projected to get somewhere around 20 points. I'm not playing him tomorrow at the moment. That might change tomorrow. I do have a habit of changing my mind uh, first thing on Sunday morning when I'm having my coffee. So you got the matchup between Seaman and, and Hertz. You know, Seaman just now getting back, uh, getting back in the flow of things, makes it an average uh, uh, matchup. Jalen Hurts, I'm just kind of shaky about. Honestly, out of the two of those, I'd probably, even though Jalen Hurts is projected to get more points, I would I would probably stick with Trevor Seaman in, in, in that situation. You know, not really a lot of stuff going on in the wide receiver and running back here, but you do got to like Devontae Smith. I like him. I'm playing him. He's been pretty solid. He's going to get you at least 12 to 15 points consistently. So certainly you want to play Devontae Smith uh, uh, here as well. But, but, you know, we talk about the tight ends. We haven't really talked any tight ends. Uh, but Trotman is good, and he's going to get you a good 8 to 10 points, and that's a solid mark where you want to be at for your tight ends. Uh, the defense, uh, both of these defenses aren't really anything to write home about. You know, the Saints are supposed to get around five, five and a half, and the Eagles uh, the same uh, around four, four and a half. Neither one of these teams are good to play in fantasy football as far as defenses go. But, again, play what's out there. Uh, and if you if you got to pick one over the other, I would certainly go with the Saints over the Eagles and the defense. But, you know, here, here's the thing. Jalen Hurts, if you got him, and he's the best out there for you at playing. And, and Alvin Kamara, I mean, certainly you want to look at playing him as well. Uh, but not a lot to look and, and write about home about, if you will. Let's talk about the uh, Washington team, that team in Washington that has a football. It amazes me. Cleveland can change their baseball name and come up with the exact same team that the roller derbies have. The Guardians, and no one had ever heard of the Cleveland uh, Roller Derby team until uh, this name thing came together. So they could get a name, but Washington can't come up with a name. But that, but Cle- uh, Cleveland and their and their uh, baseball team are now the Guardians, and they got that all figured out. I, I kind of think that the the Guardians gave the other Guardians some uh, money, and anyway, they came to an agreement, and both teams in Cleveland's remain name is. The Guardians. Guardians, I digress. It's going to be the last game that we can break down today uh, as far as fantasy football goes. You got Washington at Carolina Panthers. Now, this is a game that's uh, a game, okay? It's something to watch on Sunday and, and, you know, drink beer and and what have you. Uh, The Panthers are probably going to win somewhere 22-28. I like Cam Newton back at Carolina. There's where he needs to be at. Starting, if you got him, this is a great matchup, a great opportunity to see him come back in a, in a Carolina Panther uniform. Cam Newton, go for that all day long. Uh, Taylor Hendricks, good quarterback, just not a great matchup for tomorrow. Not getting really excited about anybody. Maybe D.J. Moore, the wide receiver for Carolina. Uh, also wide receiver Robbie Anderson. The defense, though, with Washington is good. If you got him playing, they're going to get you that – close to that seven-point mark. But so is the Panthers. Panthers have an average 
defense, if, if you will. So certainly Christian McCaffrey, play him. Christian, please do something. <laughs> I've set him on the bench all year long almost, it seems like. And now I think he's finally getting back to his stride. I hope so for my uh, fantasy league that I have him in as well. My name is Tom Marquis. El Presidente, so glad you could join us today. Exciting times we had. We started off uh, with our, our new wrestling segment, our all elite wrestling segment. And that's what we call the show today. Uh, first time in balanced history that we've had wrestling. So thank you, Andrew Williams and Rick Riggin, for spearheading that and making that segment uh, fun. It was fun, and we'll, we could do it every week. Right now, we don't know if it's going to be every week, uh, but we're going to we'll, we'll include it in the mix as much as we can. It might be that that missing component that we've been looking for to get back to two hours. Uh, and and thank you, uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast. Rick Riggin also helps college football. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast, our official NBA contributor, helping us break down NBA across the NBA news league world and uh, yours truly, Mr. Tom Marquisel Presidente uh, guided you through the ship and back into port, uh, if if you will, uh, to uh, to the end. If no, the end is so so permanent. Let's to to the uh, I digress. Thank you for listening to us on the podcast. If you're listening to me right now, you're listening to me on the podcast. Um, the good thing about our podcast, unlike a lot of podcasts, we're, our show is our podcast. So it's one and the same. We don't do any editing, although we should sometimes, but we, we don't do any editing. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, and on the Twitter, as we like to say, and on Facebook, The Balance, both on Twitter, at T-Balance, and on Facebook, uh, The Balance. Thanksgiving is coming up Thursday. Take some time. To be with your friends and family and, you know, be thankful for what we've got in, in the, and what Thanksgiving is. And certainly, uh, you know, eat up all your turkey. I'm making a good turkey this year, man. Uh, it's me. I'm, it's world famous, right? Uh, but make sure you have a great uh, Thanksgiving. Most importantly, enjoy the games. Drink some beer. But don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. us next week for the balance in the meantime check us out on twitter t-balance or facebook the balance or online at www.thebalanceonline.com